I, I, I didn't want him back. Yeah, the one time you said to me when I was talking to you on the phone, you said, "What do you know that you don't want to know?" Yeah, or something. Well, that's a good one for relationships. It's a good question because most question. people know what they they know something, but they they don't want to know because they're afraid of what they'll lose <coughs> they follow what they know. So, yeah. What is it that you know that you don't want to know? Because for a lot of the shenanigans to go on, there's got to be an act of denial of what can be known, you know, or that thing. Yeah? Let's say the sense of, of being a victim. There's a lot that you can't let yourself know for that to be so. Yeah? So, what is it, you know, I don't use it anytime people that I know are confused about their relationship. I said, what is it that you know that you don't want to know? Like, do you know that this isn't really working, but you don't want to know it because you have kids, or you don't, she's rich and you're not, and you want to get money, or whatever? Is that the case? But usually, confusion is just a smokescreen to not know something that you know. <laughs> you know, you just don't want to know it because it may... It, it would may it may demand action or a, or a response, and you just don't want to do it. You know? So, something I learned long. It's not original. Someone else said it. I heard it, and then I but I liked it because uh, most cases, uh, if I really sit down, I really know, yeah, uh, what it is that's right or wrong in my little setting. You know, I don't have any idea of what's right or wrong, but I know what works for this action figure. So if I follow, let's say in my experience, if I follow the parameters of AA, let's say, I get to be free range. I can, I have a very large life, but I can't be shooting coke up here, you know, today. I could be. I have the ability to. I can't get any in Toronto. It'd probably take me a couple hours to find some. <laughs> We're very, very ingenious when we're in that drive. <laughs> you know, but if I shot some drugs right now, you know, all bets would be off. You know what I mean? Any feeling of thinking you're a stable, solid someone, or a s- stable, solid no one, if you throw in that influence and you have that proclivity, all bets are off. Yeah. So, and then there's certain things I don't feel are kosher to do. You know what I mean? In relationships and other things. So, as long as I don't cross certain boundaries, I've got to. A very large life as an action figure. I can roam pretty well and do things and do that. Yeah? So it's good to know the limitations. Not what you are. You are unlimited. But what you're, what is being expressed from there is not. This is very limited. Yeah? So to know its limitations is a wise move. And I learned very hard. It was very difficult to learn those limitations. I had to get my ass kicked royally but there was a point where I have the ability to be convinced and when the information finally hit me a certain way it was done, I got it I don't need any more further uh, research yeah? so it was almost as if like it says in, in this program of recovery the problem will not exist for you anymore that's exactly what it's like for me a problem that seemed to have a dominant effect on my life since I was 7 or 8 years old I felt irritable, restless and discontent now is totally as if there was never even a door. It's just like all there was is that it's been walled over. Yeah? Yeah. So 
that's a pretty good solution <coughs> when the problem doesn't exist for you. But let's say, let's say you want a question there, Bob Hillman? Yeah, I, have a, I have a further question to that one. He's a plant, by the way. <laughs> what I'm confronted in my personal thing is I have a lot of hours to speak about nothing. Yeah? Yes. So I need to fill it up with something. So Rob is here as a plant. Yes. Yes, I, I sir. Thought, I thought it was your heckler, but I'll take oh. <laughs> um, So going to what you said about what you know that you don't want to know, and then you said sometimes you know what works for your action figure. So would you call that your intuition or your gut feeling, or how does intuition, gut feeling, fall into that? Into that? Into, into that's this. just they fall into a way of living, yeah, and they become more available. Intuitions and gut feelings, yes, and there's a, an immediate response, not a debate about the gut feeling. So the gut feeling occurs, and then there's a following of it. Yeah, the thought system, the failed thought system, isn't brought into the mix. You start, you cut out the middleman or the middle one. You don't do it; it just happens. And so now, information downloads in a certain way and translates in a clearer way. It doesn't get muddled by the claiming of the selfing. You know, where it changes. Oh well, yeah brings in the past and the future and concerns about what would this really do to me if I follow this. Yeah. yeah. You just hit it. It hits in your gut. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you're accountable because usually the shit will hit the fan. Seriously. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> if, you, if you get the hit and you hit it, you get it, and yet there's an inclination not to follow it, well, just strap in and get a helmet because usually <laughs> shit hits the fan. That's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. My life isn't about like you know, calm seas jumping up to one foot waves. It's like a calm seas to a tsunami. <laughs> you know, it's not a very subtle uh, uh, expression out here. Things get to be really crescendo type shit happens very quickly. And I've seen it in my these people I know in recovery. They they go out and in one day. I mean, in this place in manifestation. It takes time for things to gather together and build. It takes almost no time to destroy. It's just like gone in like five minutes. Yeah? And I've seen it. I just saw it before I left. Mm. You know, my friend, well, whatever. It just gets to be. And then you, in a sense, from where you're seeing it, you can see, hey, this is probably a good idea to follow. And then you know, you see them run into their and they hit the word but and then they turn and then the shit hits the fan you know? but I believe you don't want to a lot of times it's it's a disservice to sell, save people from their bottom you should let them get their ass kicked if that's what they're really looking for because mm-hmm. it's the best teacher really that it, it's the best teacher mm-hmm. you get to a certain point where enough's enough and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired something can snap and things go a different way so yeah so intuition and stuff like that just become more available because you are. Yeah. If you rely on a thought system that's based on conceptual uh, ideas, yes, and language, and very right-angled, very, very cause and effect, very linear, yeah, then intuition and gut feelings aren't available often. Because this drowns them out. You don't hear the message because it's a subtler message, yeah? 
you're, you're, you're used to listening to the radio loud, yeah, it's yapping on them. So you miss a lot of downloads that are available. When you lose interest in the radio station, KFAL, you're hearing it now, but it's almost like it's in another room. Then your ability to listen is available for the subtler stuff. Yeah? And for me, the subtler stuff is a real quick download, and it's really good. I mean, it's got it's concise and, and packed with wisdom. Yeah? And if you follow it, it's going to benefit seemingly you and others. It really is. It's just a, yeah? And it's totally reliable, not because of any hope or faith, but because of its demonstration. Yeah. Either either way, if you don't follow it, there's a demonstration. Or if you follow it, there's a demonstration. When you don't follow it, the demonstration may be a little more flamboyant. And, you know, a lot of colors and stuff. Usually, uniform policemen. You know, people. <laughs> but if you do, if, if <laughs> but then when you start following intuition, it's subtler. But you have the ability to pick up subtlety. We're dense now. This is a very dense <coughs> system, the thought system of self-centeredness. It's very crude. It doesn't have much artistic value. It's very black and white. It's very either or, very yes or no. It's a very crude system. It's archaic, first of all, and it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it can't hold the downloads that are possible. It's sort of like when you get a download, if you try to make it into something, it would be 800 fucking pages. Yeah? If you leave the download alone, your life, the next 800 days, is like the pages of that download. If you try to make it something, it's like an 800-page download. You get a giant pack of ideas. But if you let it download, it's 800 pages of living. Yeah? It plays out in your living. You almost read it like a Kindle, in a sense. It's playing out in your day. Yeah. So you have to get out of your own way. Hmm? Get out of your own way to let that... Well, yeah, and it's not even that. You realize there's no your own way, and that's, your be- that's the experience of being out of it. Out of your own way when there isn't one. <laughs> really, there isn't your own way. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but hey, we're all in the same stream, baby. It's <laughs> all. <laughs> You are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay with you? That's fine with me, okay. I guess. Until I hear it, maybe not. About <laughs> <laughs> the intuition, in, in my experience, some of these deeply ingrained conditioned thought patterns, which which have, I've been using my whole life to tell me what's up, what's true. They can feel very much like a powerful intuition at times, and so I, I sometimes I just I don't know what's up. Well, so if you follow them, and then you see, it, it, let's say, may produce a lot of chaos or some other thing, you can usually, after a while, tell the tree from the fruit. 
Yeah? And so you can learn either way. Like in AA, it's, we talk, it talks about that. It's like you get this new idea that God is the doer, you know, we're going to rely on that power. And we may make some extravagant, crazy ideas that we're doing God's will when it's just, it's not this case, yeah? But those are great teaching aids because you see, yeah, by the fruit of it, basically you can tell which tree it came from after a while. So then you have the recognition of it. And again, the faith mind has a lot to do with that. Yeah. With the faith mind, the faith mind is so cool because no matter what happens, it works out. <laughs> really, really. No matter what happens. You cannot believe what happened to me, and I'm still ticking here. It just blows my mind, really. I mean, you have to see that if you talk about self-hate, that anyone who would participate in getting run over twice in one night probably doesn't like himself too much, yeah? And my body is just full of fucking scars, yeah? Tons of things. There was a giant thing going on in here. Some aspect of myself thing had a lot of hate and a lot of guilt and shame for this thing, for, you know, what it was seemingly identifying with. It's just, it's just through fucking grace that this thing is still here. Not through any effort of my own, yeah. So, I had that's an aspect that I've come out of where I have faith in mind. Yeah? I don't see that you need to be bludgeoned with a message. I see that you just need to be reminded because you have it already. There is an acknowledgement. If you ever had an unspoken yes or an aha or something resonated with you it usually wasn't eight hours after an eight hour brow beating it was like you were sitting at a meeting and something said and there's an, an immediate aha yeah the aha was there to begin with something just tickled it yeah but the aha is already in place you just something that's said or a feeling tickles it but the not the knowing of it is already available as you yeah but not to you not to a you, but as you. Yeah? Yeah. So with so when you get a download or you get this gut feeling, you don't try to understand it, you just follow it. That's, like That's the last thing you want to try to do. Just understand it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then yeah. and then just just follow that with just to try to get it clear. I don't know, clear on my own head. But, um, and then by following that intuition or gut feeling over time, it's like a muscle that gets stronger. In the sense that yeah. you get used to it and well, you get yeah. more sensitive. Yeah. Trust and faith, that way. Hmm? Trust and faith in that muscle. Yeah, but the trust and faith isn't a leap. It's actually from demonstration. You maybe took a leap or thought you did, but then it proves itself to be reliable. Yeah? When you're relying on something that's reliable, you'll know. When the mind finds uh, some place to rest in that's reliable, it's not a place, but let's just say... When the mind starts resting in something reliable, it will reflect that reliability in the way it's expressing. You'll travel in a different way. Just as, just like here, if we had a rose bush here, yeah, here, 
and uh, the rose bush was in a really small pot, wasn't getting much water, wasn't getting any light. Now the rose bush isn't blooming, yeah? So on the consequential level, that's the only thing you get. Hey, I'm not blooming. And then you go a riff on why you're not blooming, and it's, it's my upbringing, and my other, my mother and dad, Rosebush, they didn't treat me well, I'm afraid to come out, and all like this, and all like that. And it sounds really true, and there could be other Rosebushes in very small pots with no water who act like healers to other Rosebushes and tell them, yes, it's, it's, we'll go through your family of origin, we'll get back to the first rose, and we'll see why you're like the way you are, yeah? But what would happen if you just take that rose bush and put it in a bigger pot with better soil, put some water in it and some light, it's going to bloom. Yeah? It's going to bloom. It's based on what it's relying on. Yeah? Its inability to bloom isn't its inability. It's not in the right conditions and circumstances to bloom. Yeah? You don't think the mental state is conditions and circumstances? When you're in the condition of self-centeredness, you're in a certain circumstance in there, and you're not going to fucking bloom in a lot of ways. You're not getting enough light. Yeah, You're getting a lot of yapping and a lot of reasons to be right and everything, but you're not getting what you need. You're not feeling a sense of contentment and satisfaction in and of yourself, not based on what you're fucking doing, but just because of what you are you know, or your being. If you move that rosebush with its huge story of why it's not blooming and put it into a nice pot, it's going to have to be wrong about itself. All of its fucking stories. Now that's the second point that they run into. The drive to be right can be so profound that it, won't, it will refuse to let the blooming occur. To be right about why it's not blooming. That's another phase. Yeah? But first, let's get it into the right pot. And let's just see what happens. So we're just attempting to give the mind the possibility, hey, you can move out of what you seem to be in. Why? Because you're not that. Why you can't entertain that you can move out of it is because the root of this system is identification as. It's sort of not like when I was doing drugs, cocaine... There was not one point where I thought I was cocaine. It never crossed that line. There was always a sense of me doing the drug. Yeah? I never just became coke. Yeah? Most of us are starting out from that point. We become the drug. We're taking ourselves to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. We are far along into, in that addiction. We need severe help in a sense, yes? <laughs> We're way past, past the idea of obsession. We entertain obsessions like golf dates, yeah? We're having obsessions come and go, oh, my food obsession, my eating obsession, my this and that, my that and that. They're just coming and going and they make, you know, drama in one's life. But the identification is so rooted, you never question it. Every time there's any kind of Doubt, it's always answered with, well, it's me. It's me. What more do you need to know? It's me. This is just the way I am. Why not question that? Yeah. You're constantly questioning the look of your body, this and that. You're constantly questioning 
You know, where's that God? Why isn't He helping me? Where is the spiritual? If God's everywhere, why am I not bumping into Him? But we're very rarely questioning the me. We're questioning what it should wear or what it shouldn't, or this and that, or who it should live with or not. But the basic thing, am I that? Yeah? Because you can't leave the system of self-centeredness as the system. Self can't get out of self. People in this room who have done a lot of drugs can verify that. I can't verify it with spiritual practices, but I definitely can verify it with drug addiction practices. You can't transcend an imaginary place. You can't leave where you're not. It's an impossibility. That's why it doesn't work. It isn't because you're wrong or you haven't practiced hard enough. Something that promises you to get you out of self has to fail because you're not in self. That's the solution. The solution is it's an imaginary problem. What do I have to do about that? Well, nothing. What's going to amplify that? Maybe many things. But what do you actually have to do about it? Nothing. What will amplify it? Maybe many things. Maybe you'll start dancing. Maybe you'll meditate. Maybe you'll start helping people or work with children. Who knows? And those those activities will maybe amplify the expression of what you're entertaining. Hey, I'm not that. And maybe while... You're entertaining, I'm not that. And then these all these new expressions are happening. You get to see all that jungle of being, uh, I know, gets cut down. I know what I'm like. No, you fucking don't. I, I can't love. Yes, you can. Yeah. I can't be in a committed relationship. You are. You know? I can't stand this. You are. I've never done this. Well, you're doing it now, aren't you? Wait a minute. How could you say you never did this? You're doing it right now. What? Yes. <laughs> So the brush gets cut. What happens? Some space. You feel the space. You feel it. It becomes closer to you than your breath. You feel it. You're walking around. You sense a presence. Hallelujah. You're not a fucking catastrophic event that's going to happen on society every day. (laughs) You're just walking around. You're okay. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> you're chilled out. You're not. You're not vindictive to the other animals. You know, you're just walking around. Maybe you'll actually be of help. Mind changes. Everything changes. Mind changes. Everything. Everything changes. It has to. Your thoughts creating your reality. Well, they're not creating, they're making it. Because you can't create reality, it already is. There is a reality, but it's not the one we think. But we make a reality, yeah. That the Course would always talk about that, create and make the difference. Mm-hmm. Mind, the conditional mind makes. It makes up things, makes appearances. The God mind creates. Yeah. Only God mind can create. And I'm not saying you're not God mind. But the mental conditioning makes. So it makes up stories, it makes up ideas, it makes up a reality. But your reality, your visual reality can be changed so simply by changing your sunglasses, yeah? How you're seeing the you and the atmospheric sense of what, while you're looking, every time you're looking can be changed by merely putting on a different tinted pair of glasses. That's how easy perception is changed. So don't take it to be real. (laughs) Perceptions are not real. They're not telling you the God on is true. They're manipulated, yes? Yeah, in the course it would always be projection first, projection of mind, and then the apparatus perceives it. 
Mac Raz perceives it in a state of ignorance, and so it thinks what it's seeing is real and solid, and so is it. Yeah? And so now, this is an inner little ball game of things, and no thing is very, very on the periphery. Yeah, maybe I go to church on Sunday, or chant, or do this, but God isn't rubbing against me all day. I don't feel like I'm sensing any presence of a power greater than myself really all day. It's just all about me. Yeah? Yeah. And the thought system, when listening to it, is like you're you're unravel you're uh, rolling out the barbed wire for your fence all day. Yes, your mind's not going to be able to roam into other spaces, entertain other possibilities, while you're listening avidly to the thought system. It's rolling out the barbed wire, and you're making a little fence. If, let's say your relationship fence is really small never going to be loved, I can't stay the intimate, this and that. Maybe your economic thing is small, I'm always broke, never have money, this. Maybe the possibilities of your creative expressions, really small, I can't sing, I can't do this. Yes, but it's going to be small, it's going to be defined. And in that smallness, you're going to look really big. The self will be so fucking big in that little small container. And that's its drive. It's a, it's a big God in smaller things. That's what it plays. Yes? This is about, all right, maybe I'm not that, because the center is what's keeping all the periphery the way it is. The center, the self. If I'm not that, what happens? Maybe the barbed wire doesn't get rolled out. Maybe the poster just fucking posts. There's all this space in between. Now your mind, instead of thinking, I was okay and I will be, that's the way I can sense being okay, you are okay now. Yeah, maybe, oh, I can't wait for that moment next week. It's going to really be great. How about, fuck that, this is the only moment there is. Yeah, maybe, geez, i got to get that new book of how to really be in the moment. Maybe the realization that I can't be out of a moment. Fuck that book. Let me read some good freaking novel, you know, instead of the same claptrap, you know. All right, now breathe again and remember where you are. Give me a fucking break. You're here. It's like trying to rehearse for the play while it's in progress. You're already in the fucking play. <laughs> you can't stop and sit and go over your lines. This is all ad lib. <laughs> you know, it's all. It's like uh, it's like that thing they do. Uh, what do they do in sometimes those comedy clubs where they just riff? It's sort of like yeah. that. It's just a giant riffing going on. We may say the same old, same old, but it's a giant riffing. Yeah. So. Improv. Yeah. Improv. Hmm? Improv. Improv. Yeah. So. The mind, the ordinary mind, and the enlightened mind, like they say in Buddhism, is the same mind. Yeah. One ordinary mind is living behind made-up fences and taking that to be all there is. Let's say a liberated mind is not bound by those fences yeah it's roaming it's entertaining other possibilities as if wait a minute doing and having into a state of being is ridiculous let's switch that around I'm being and let's see what I'm going to do and have instead of I'm going to become what I am by doing and having I'm going to express what I am by doing and having yeah sort of seems like the same thing but the intent is totally different, yeah? Instead of trying to get to being from doing and having, you're now in being because you can't not be in being. Yeah. See, that's it's not like you're in being, like you finally acquiesce to the invitation. Oh, now I'm in being. 
because I did this thing, I went here and I did that, I purified, now I'm in being. No, you can't be out of being. <laughs> See, this whole thing we're entertaining, the possibility of being in something we can't be out of is insanity. That's how it happened with me. I didn't get, I didn't finally realize, oh, I've arrived. I realized I've never left. That was the realization. There's nothing I can do that can get me out of what I am. <laughs> I can't. I can't leave this moment. I am the integral part of this moment. Without me, there ain't no moment. Without this, there isn't no moment. So I can't be just, oh, I've, I wasn't really here today. Yes, you were. You were entertaining an impossibility that you could not be here, but it's an impossibility. Well, it sure seems like it's real. To who? Oh, to me. Exactly. When the me's in place, impossibilities seem possible. When the me drops, you start seeing what's real. Yeah, You say, hey, there is no way what's not happening is happening. Yeah, No matter how much I'm thinking about it, no matter how much I'm feeling my, my effects of it, it doesn't have any real effects because it's not happening. Yeah, I could be totally flipped out. Someone who isn't buying my story could be sitting next to me. The, the discomfort doesn't leap onto them. They have total immunity to them. They haven't practiced immunity. They're just, they're not hearing it, seeing it, feeling it, and most especially thinking it. They're not in the thoughts of it. So they are in another what's not happening probably. Yeah. So, that's why this communication here is so off, because how can I communicate about what's not happening to someone who's in a different what's not happening? It's very hard. Yeah. Oh, I really understand where you are, Paul. Actually, they don't. You, don't, you really feel like, like they don't, because they don't. Because it's actually not happening. You know? If I was a therapist, I wouldn't, first of all, I wouldn't have a career. Let's say if I was a therapist who dealt with what's not happening. Every session would take like a minute. They, people would come in, i go, zip it. It's not happening. Ding, give me 75 bucks. And they'd probably come back the next week. Zip it, not happening. Let, let me tell you, no, zip it, it's not happening. All right, walk out. Yes? What would happen if you got that once? You wouldn't return to the therapist. You, it would happen in and of yourself. You'd see it's not happening. How hard is that? How hard is it to see what's not happening? The difficulty is to think you're seeing what's not happening. Really? How hard is it to see that it's not happening? It's not happening. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this isn't rocket science. It's just... Dog shit recognition of some basic facts. I can't be out of, right, what I can't be in, and I can't be in, right, what I can't be in. What was I saying? Oh. I can't be in a moment, I can't be out of a moment, right, because I, well, no, I can't get into a moment because I can't be out of it, and I can't get out of self because I can't be in it. How he's, that's like a half of a page scripture, that's it. I would say 98% of what you're worrying about is coming from a field, a mental field, called what's not happening. I'll give a couple of percentage true. Okay? Let's, we don't want to hit them with 100 absolute. So let's say 
93% of all the concerns that you're entertaining are coming from a field of what's not happening, a mental field. Yeah, it's an amazing crop because there's it's there's no ground. It doesn't need any light. It doesn't need any any water. It just pops out of nothing. Yeah. Then it's shipped back to central, which is what's happening now, and then it's dumped into this moment, and now you lose the sense of this moment, and now you're rummaging through past and future speculations. And your mind's totally busy obsessing around itself. Then it gets so bad, maybe you'll have a picnic, and a couple other people will show up, and while they're rummaging around there, there, and then, you'll be rummaging around your there and then, and this is the closest thing you can get to mental in- intimacy. Yeah. They'll co-sign your not happening, and you'll co-sign their not happening, and you'll all be really happily miserable. Yeah. You know? But you'll feel right and vindicated. Someone finally understood me. <laughs> and the field is, will go on forever. As long as you seed it, you're going to have a crop. And you're seeding it. Your thought system is seeding it all fucking day. And these talks, as soon as the word but appears, that's the seeding. That's the seeding of the mental realm. It's so easy to be in this light now, but there you go. You're like Johnny Appleseed throwing the seeds out. And you're going to go back and be right about the crop. And you're going to harvest it, and you'll try to sell it. No one will buy it, because they're stuck with their old, all their turnips and onions. And everyone will be at their market, and you know, oh, let me look at yours, look at mine, look at that. Yeah, and the whole place will stink. Yeah. And, you'll be, and you won't want to die. You'll be so afraid of dying. But have you ever really lived? You just don't want this the book to end. You want another five chapters because you think it's somehow some miraculous thing's going to happen that's going to turn it all around. I tell you, it won't. Yeah. Hope is one of the biggest crops of all in the mental realm. It's constantly hope, creating hope. Hope is valuable at a certain point in a certain phase of living. Then it becomes a disservice because it blinds you to what's happening. Yeah. I hope this isn't occurring, but you better realize it is so you can respond to it. Yeah? I hope these aren't the cops. It's too fucking late. You're going to be handcuffed in a minute. I wish I hadn't done that, but you did. (laughs) That stuff doesn't work, yes? Now, there's tons of ways. There's a lot of people that will teach you better ways to live here. I I just question the whole framing of it. Yeah? If everything is framed by self-centeredness, and the frame has the biggest influence. If I keep changing the pictures, you know, I'll get different experiences. But ultimately, nothing has really changed. But if the frame is questioned, yeah, and the frame gets dismantled, maybe this thing that seems to be a stagnant six frames will become a part of a mural, like a living mural that's going on all the time. Yeah? That you're only catching a very slight glimpse and your mind's partitioning a very slight glimpse of the mural and making it six different things. But man, the whole thing in and of itself is the movie or the picture. Yeah? Your mind, instead of being like a partitioner and a separator and a comparer, now opens up like in Japanese art where you see the space between the leaves. You see the space in the, in the, like the terrain when they paint terrain. 
it's attempting to remind the mind of spaciousness because that's of its own nature every one of those paintings is a self-portrait really you're getting to see your own mind in them by the seeing the space sensing the space yeah that's what's looking back at you your own mind is calling for you get it you know stop attending to so much of the twig and the branches see the space that they're appearing in yeah the same thing could be used when you look back on you you can instead of just seeing all your things all your beliefs and ideas and all that you'll see that you're made of space infinite possibility with no need to express if it doesn't want to but the imminence of it is there yeah I find entertaining it has a big effect here you'll just travel lighter I'm like 60 something years old now I don't like leaving South California I like surfing every day I have a real easy life I have a couple of satsangs a week I don't need much money I don't have a family everything's good I have my bed there I have the food I like to eat you know I don't come here to see Toronto really I could care less about seeing stuff I see enough in my neighborhood you know I just I can walk around I can go to the same park and I never get bored of it I can walk you know it's fine I come here because this message yeah not because I know it it's a seed assignment this message has one oomph in my life it has a desire to express it wants to get across it does yeah it's definitely not and so that's sort of like the intuitional hit I have to follow that if I don't my life is there's a a lack in it in a sense there's something that's because if I'm not being reminded through the sharing of it yeah I love the reminder of it and I don't want to pay to see someone else I don't want to have to go, you know, where the doorway is. They confront you with a big money. It says donation, but if you don't give the expected amount, there's like a vibe happens, you know. And you have to like, you can't get in with, there's a big bench, and there's like usually four volunteers sitting there. And donations only. <laughs> you know, I didn't like that stuff. I didn't want to have it put off. Yeah? So wait a minute download I'm going to start sharing about it so that people make it more more available the other one no dies no lifting up make it ordinary dog shit awareness everything I didn't like about what I was seeing out there I try to apply in how it's presented now yeah no just dog shit awareness nothing special because it weeds out the mind the mind is always looking for mind candy it's always looking for something that's shiny and bright that looks like a gem this is sort of <coughs> ordinary, yeah? It's not special. All of us have special and profound experiences. But the dog shit awareness, that, that availability of knowing constantly that presence as uninterrupted by any events or bumps of this place, uninterrupted by anything that happens, to have that assurance is truly... It's applicable where the rubber meets the road. It will affect your Tuesday mornings. It will affect your relationships with your dog and other people. It will affect your relationships with strangers with no effort on your part. It's just shifted. Yeah? 
just like when I was a drug addict, there wasn't much effort in it. It was effort in getting the stuff, but I was going to act badly. You know what I mean? It wasn't a vigilance. I wasn't working hard at it. I wasn't taking retreats how to act really badly. I was just fucking acting badly because of what mind was running the show. Exact same thing's happening now. The way I'm behaving now has nothing to do with any vigilance or practice. It comes through what's dictating the game. Yeah? And this aspect of mind is much more pleasant than the other aspect of mind. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'm in with this one. <laughs> this is very, very... This is a very, very... Uh, it's like that same thing that was speeding up all the obsession with self, that same attention moved on to a different vehicle is what you call abiding in truth. It's the same energy. It just was put into a different vehicle. That's all. You never needed any more faith than you have. You have tons of faith. The faith manifests by the vehicle it's put in. You have tons of attention. The attention will manifest effects here by the vehicle it's put in. Yeah? If you rely on something that's unreliable, you're going to show agitation and nervousness, uh, a want to blame because you feel you're threatened a lot. You'll be resentful, paranoid, all like that. None of that has to do with you. It has to do with the mind's resting. Yeah? You're just an expression. You're a vehicle for expression. You are not prior to expression. You are not a someone. You are whatever the mind is expressing through. That's how you appear today. Yeah? And I've seen, I've had the, I've had the fruit of, of two different, very different mind systems in my life. I've had a fruit of the self-centered mind system infected with alcoholism. I've had the fruit of that for year after year and the years. And now I've had the fruit of another aspect of mind, another modality of mind, <coughs> for many, many years. And I'll tell you, I'd much rather walk through this orchard than the other one. The other one, you're constantly looking, does there really heavy fruit dropping? <laughs> you're taking a pounding. There's no, there's no tree that's safe to sit under because a big fucking pool. <laughs> Two to five. Boom. <laughs> Emergency visit. Boom. <laughs> Eviction. Boom. <laughs> Conviction. Boom. <laughs> now, the ones that live now, they float. Yeah. They don't have so much weight. <laughs> they just float. Yeah. If my mind attracts them, thinking they're true, they float around and get closer. If my mind realizes it's not happening, they blow away. Yes, same, same. But much lighter. Yes, much lighter. If I suck them in, they will attract. They will come and start revolving around me. Yeah? They will. Sort of like saran wrap. Saran wrap, you know. If you have one layer of saran wrap, you're still seeing, yeah? If you have 30 layers of saran wrap, you're still seeing, but it's really distorted. That's what it's like. When the identification is the self is in place, it's, has a, it's wrapping the mind in saran wrap. You're literally still seeing, but the best you could say is it's a form of looking called self-centeredness. Yeah? It has really very little... Uh, it's not producing or engendering the quality of real seeing, which is clarity and stuff like that. You know, spaciousness. So, yeah. When you were operating as a self, did you feel like you were alone and you were, it was just you against the world? And 
and now you feel like you're not alone? Like, is there that difference? Well, I would say, I don't know what I'm feeling all the time now, but back then, definitely, yeah. Well, yeah, you suffer from terminal uniqueness. Mm-hmm. That's one of the major aspects of isolation <laughs> itself, is that you believe you're terminally unique. So you're not open to having anyone understand you or anything like that because how could they don't they don't have they don't have your thoughts they don't have your feelings they don't have your reactions to life but that was blown out of the water when I went into recovery because I listened to people share and it sure sounded like they had my thoughts and my reactions and my feelings around life and I had to come up to two conclusions either how did they get my feelings and thoughts or they're not mine. And I took the latter one, that they weren't mine. And as soon as they weren't mine, I got some space. Yes. The blizzard moved away. I had more, a bigger eye of the storm, so to speak. Yes. So, then I went farther with this message I heard. That none of these thoughts are mine. <laughs> a lot of space. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. And then... The guilt and shame, and you know, if you have a lot of guilt, sooner or later it's going to turn into shame, where you inherently feel something's wrong with you. It's not like you're guilty for something you did, you're in shame. You're ashamed of, yeah? So, either the shame's there, and then it produces a lot of guilt, or a lot of guilt will produce a sense of shame. When that's in case, that's an incredible terminal uniqueness. And anything like uniqueness or terminalness any movement of selfing tends to contract, yeah? So you get more and more contracted, yeah? And so, and then you get more dense in a way, yeah? And all this message is, is about releasing that contraction, and so that, it's sort of like if you were in a mental yogic posture called self-centeredness, let's say it would be like this, you know? And it's, the practice of this yoga only has one asana, one position, and that's self-centered. <laughs> like this, yeah? So you're like this, your whole life, and this is how you see things, this is how you receive things, yes? And then you hear this message that, hey, you may not be that, and it gets in, this thing can't get the message, it has to open up. It comes out of the yogic posture of self-centeredness, and it entertains, hey, I'm not that. And by the entertaining of it, it gets a demonstration that it's not that. Yeah. And then there's no going back. Even though if you think you have the habit, you keep moving into this, you realize it's not so, because it's just a posture. It's not my condition. It's not my character. It's a posture. Yeah. It's something I grew into. It's something I, I took the position, and then it can be untaken. Yes. But while, when you're taking the position of self-centeredness, its trickiness is its identification as. So when you get, start take, when you start listening and attending to that storyline that you're a self, it gets to a point where it crosses a line and now you are living as that self. That's why when you have, then you want, let's say you want to have peace and freedom, it sounds great, but you're entertaining peace and freedom as a self, which doesn't work because self isn't about peace and freedom self is about contraction that's what it is mind is very very large in self-centeredness it becomes pinpointed it takes on a false reference point and then the whole life is told by from that reference and you give everything that's happening a new direction how is it happening to me yes 
So everything is given name and form, like in Hinduism. It says mind gives name and form. That's what happens. First it gave this form, the name Paul. From there on it's given name and form to every fucking thing else. And if you live by that interpretation, you'll never, never get the sense of your real nature, which is formlessness. Yeah? You're not of thingness. You're not of a thing. Yeah? Because a thing isn't going to be able to become an unthing. It's just a realization you're not a thing. Yeah. It's not like I'm working hard as a thing to become an unthing. I think that's way too much. It's just realizing you're not a thing. That's the non thing. Yeah? It's like when the lion sees its reflection, it's becoming a lion, becoming like a lion is given up immediately because it, the recognition is, I'm a lion. <laughs> All right, now what? Well, it may be uncomfortable, but you'll find out. Yeah. Let's just share what happened, you know. This is how it worked with my crazy head. I couldn't be presented the truth because my mind used the truth like a bat. <laughs> Just, oh yeah, I'm not there. I'm not measuring up to the truth. I should be a lot better. I gotta meditate more. Yeah? I gotta do this. I gotta go on another fast. I gotta purify. I'm inherently dirty. This and that. The last thing I needed was hear this crazy idea about the truth. It just was a giant bat for my head to use to beat the shit out of yeah. itself. You know? But to question who's swinging the bat, that worked for me. That finally worked. I don't want to hear about the ocean of bliss. I want to hear about what I'm not. Yeah? So that I can recognize I'm not that. I don't want to recognize I'm that as that. Yeah, I don't want to recognize I'm the ocean of bliss as a self. <laughs> it's like I'm going to put the ocean of bliss in the frame of self. <laughs> Jesus, it's going to be a very small ocean. <laughs> exactly. I'll be the only one in it. I'm the only one swimming in my ocean of bliss. You know, I'm so special and unique. <laughs> this went. This worked for me. Hey, bro, you're not that. What do you mean I'm not that? You're not that which the system of thought is inferring all day. What do you mean? Everything, every time a thought is held as yours, it's being used to point to the subject, to the false subject. Who's that? You. What do you mean? Me? Exactly. Me. Alright, shit. I sat, let that hit me, I entertained it. So you're telling me the activity of my bondage every day is through the word my, basically. It could be signified by one word, my. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. All right. Give me some examples. All right. Look at the difference between a thought and my thought. A thought can be heavy, but it's never going to be as heavy as my thought. Oh, so wait a minute. So a thought isn't actually giving me a meaning. I'm giving the thought the meaning. Exactly, bro. How am I doing that? Well, if you're engaged in the sense of being a self, the system called self-centeredness is providing the meaning of your life through you. How do you like it? Well, I'm telling you, it's pretty claustrophobic. And my desire since I was six years old was to get out of it. Well, that's probably a good inclination, but I'm going to give you another bit of advice. What is that, man? Self can't get out of self. Oh, so that's why nothing's fucking worked. Exactly. If you're identified as the problem and you try to leave as the problem, that's a bigger problem. 
Boom. That's why all those freaking 13-day retreats. That's fucking why. I would drive to the town, and in a day and a half later, the effects would be dismissed. And the same old, same old would reign supreme again. That's why. Yeah, that's why. This isn't like you were bonded in 1973, but it's an activity, activity of bonding. The glue has to be applied every day. It's fast setting, but it can't secure because it's an insane improbability what you're believing. But it holds it pretty good for a day, and then it has to reapply it. That's why you have 70,000 thoughts a day. There's the application, because the mind needs something to piggyback on to apply the glue. So if you only had one thought, there would only be one sense of my thought once during the day. What would you be doing all the rest of the day, finding out you're not that? So no, we're going to flood you a blizzard of thoughts, so every time a thought is seen, it will be held as yours. And And the claiming of the thought will be the bondage of your life. The claiming of every feeling by the word my will be what will be the bondage. Instead of one link, which was easily broken, we'll have 70,000 thoughts. Instead of one link of a feeling, we're going to have thousands of feelings. And each one of them is going to be pasted with the word my, and it's going to glue your mind to this insane idea that it's a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's terminally unique, and it's very, very fragile and vulnerable. And it has a huge future with tons of needs it has to make sure it gets. And it's got to do whatever it has to do to take care of itself. Fuck the rest. If not, you're going to be really bummed out on your couch, watching the same movie, eating popcorn, and blaming everyone in the world for your demise. Welcome to the world of selfing. Well, that fucking paused my mind. Many times I heard this message. My, I would leave a place and my mind would be on a pause. And I'll tell you, the raw mind was getting busy. The raw mind finally clamored onto one idea, which was, I'm not that. And as soon as I entertained, I'm not that, the next thing it entertained, finally, I can be free of that. Not free as that, but free of that. Yeah? And being free of that doesn't entail practices and work. Being free as that does. Being free from it doesn't. Yeah? Now, I may be in a condition as an apparatus that I need a program, such as AA, to do what? To diminish the mental state. Because the mental state is way too big. It's been fed way too much for way too long. Yeah? So now we're going to give it a little starvation plan. Yeah? And the mental state's going to diminish, diminish and almost miraculously something that didn't seem to be there is going to become obvious. Which is a mental state, another state of mind, you want to call it spirit. And you're going to have the ability to reflect that, brother, because you've got a giant satellite dish like everyone else does, yeah? And you can open up to that fact, and your mind is going to have a new fertile ground, and it's going to be fed a new nutrition, and you may start feeling a fucking alive for once. You may not have to shoot up coke to feel alive. You may not have to sleep with two women and shoot up coke to feel alive. You may not have to jump over bridges with bungee cords to feel alive. You may not have to do all these things to sort of electroshock into a feeling that you're alive. You may be just content doing the, the chores, you know, maybe cutting the lawn, maybe walking around, 
maybe being available to another person. Yeah. These are the possibilities. People are afraid of the nothing that, that, uh, that seems, because like you say, all those thoughts are coming and your mind is busy all the time and people get used to that pattern and so it becomes fear that holds them back from from just letting go of that and see what happens. Fear of the unknown. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. If they don't want it, they're not there, whatever, it's fine. But for ones who want it, I think it's good to have it on offer. Mm-hmm. I do. Because I was really looking for it and I couldn't find it. Because I, I, I only had one way of looking at it from the level of doing and having. And it wasn't being produced by that in my life through spiritual practices. It may do it for others, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah? And then I have a very strong sense of what it was like when I was a kid. Not what happened and everything, but the mood or the atmosphere. Because I wasn't in an abusive family or anything. And I wasn't <laughs> working on anything back then. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I seem to be pretty cool without doing much. And I felt like I actually outgrew that and grew into something else. And and I had known that there was a possibility. And it's just for me. I mean, it's not like this isn't a draft or a conscription. Yeah? Most people don't want to hear this, and that's fine. But if you do want to hear it, I hope it's on offer for you to hear it. Yeah? Because it saved me a lot of time and a lot of lot of confusion because I was working really hard to get out of something that I'm not in. And it's much nicer to have that energy used to really enjoy being out. <laughs> I mean it. I swear. <laughs> I don't want to spend my my whole day working on trying to get into something <laughs> I can't be out of, <laughs> and vice versa, out of something I can't be in. <laughs> I just don't, you know. <laughs> I have better things to do now. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing seems way superior to that, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to go on a three-month vigilant thing to the Himalaya caves with no shoes on to see some guy who doesn't speak the language I know. I'm probably not. And most people I meet aren't, yeah? They're not going to go on a two-year retreat. You know, they're probably not, yeah? So if they have it in their mind that that's what they need to do to be something where they already are, I'd like to dismiss that shit. Yeah. Now you may be inclined or drawn to do that. That's great. But if it's a requirement, I don't think that's worth. That, that doesn't work. I'd like to start with no requirements, and then you'll find out the requirements that are necessary for you. Instead of starting with conceptual requirements. Yeah. I'd like to sort of clear the field, drop in, see, and then all right, see what helps. You know. But first, get the clarity of. But well, let's start from the starting point. Let's at least, yeah. Before we traipse off on the journey, let's make sure that we're in Iowa before we buy all the maps and get ready to drive to Michigan. Let's make sure we're actually at the point of departure. You know, I would. You may if you. 
<laughs> if you find out where you are, you may the journeys may be much shorter than you think. <laughs> you may be closer to Iowa than you imagine. <laughs> you know. But I'm not saying there's nothing to do. I'm, I'd say let's clear out the shop, the, the, the thing, and find out what's required for you. There may be many requirements at first. Let's say if you've got a crazy... Like when I got sober, it took me three years before I did anything like meditation or anything. Not because I didn't want to. I couldn't. I was such a wreck. My mind was so agitated. There was no freaking way I could do things that I had been introduced to that I believed were. Because I had been introduced to meditation when I was younger and, was, and Tai Chi. It took me three years to do Tai Chi again and five years to meditate. I just couldn't pull it off. I wasn't in shape. I had a, an AA chilled me out to the point where I could entertain what I've heard. Before I could hear it, I couldn't entertain it because my mind was way too agitated. Yeah? It's sort of like if you spent a lot of time just fucking stirring the pot and then you suddenly leave, it's not going to simmer down immediately. Yeah? So my head had been agitated. My life, my fucking nervous system had been agitated to very great heights. Yeah? It had a, took a long time to, 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 to get, you know, to come down in a sense. So, I don't know what requirements there will be for you. Some people there's none. Others maybe one, maybe some more. But it's nice to know what's called on. But to me, I find that out. I know I'm not going to read a book and follow some prescription that was given 2,000 years ago. Or maybe I would, but I, you know, I'm not going to take anything at face value. I need to find out, does that work? And I did. I gave it a good shot, spiritual practice. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. It was leading me, in a sense, away from where I can't be away from. It's really fucking trippy. I mean, my mind couldn't leave there, but spirituality got it to go. First it was drugs and alcohol, that failed. But spirituality still had an enticement. So there, my mind was constantly running after spirituality, and it actually used it in a, in a much different way than, you know, spirituality, the, the basic meaning of spirituality had. It bound me even more. Yeah. You know, I had a spiritual identity that was really fucked. Jesus, talk about arrogance. I was arrogant when I was a drug user when I had nowhere to come from. Now I thought I had somewhere to come from. I was supremely arrogant. <laughs> Very insensitive. Practice. But I really like to spend some time with you. You know, I need your I need your support tonight. I don't see me two hours from now. You know what I mean? It's such fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> This is much more flexible, yes. I take a seat, someone says, Hey, I'm sitting there, I get up. Yeah? It's not I don't move in. You know, it's just all like a seat assignment. It's like musical chairs. Not it no chair has my name engraved on it. The music plays, I get up, and then when it stops you sit down. Alright? So now I'm working. So this couple months I've been painting houses again. So then the music starts, trip to Toronto, sit down, giving a talk. Go home. Paint houses. <laughs> Sit the music up. Yeah? Time to make money. Make money. And there's a time not to make money. Chills out. All right. And I get into maybe really quiet. Hang out. Take a lot of walks. Yeah? Time to surf. It just goes like that. You know? And you have the ability to to uh, sense it. You get the call and then you're, you can respond. 
you're not up in that fucking porno theater of Paul. You know? You can, you can accept the invitations of a day because you're available. You're not in the back of the house when the mailman rings the bell and you've got to run and by the time you get there you miss the, you know, the delivery. No, you're available. We, oh, yeah, open. Yes. And sometimes you're the deliverer. Sometimes you receive the deliver, delivery. Sometimes you're the deliverer. Sometimes you're the mailman. Sometimes you're the receiver. There's no position that's fixed. You're flexible. Your mind is agile. It's not rigid and arthritic and self-centeredness being right and special. It's agile. I don't know. Is keeps. It's like being a dancer. You're on your toes a lot. You just don't know. You know. I don't know what's going to work for you or for anything. Will. I'm just sharing what happened with me, with the hopes that will lead you to a point where you can entertain your basic sense of of spaciousness and openness and have a little immunity all that mental advertising of how important tomorrow is and maybe just put some attention here you know You can. This almost sounds like the ocean, yeah. Yeah. In my mind, except it doesn't. Usually, ocean has different, goes up and down a little more, but it's that same, you know, roar. Yeah. So, do you feel now that that you're connected to spirit? No, I no. feel that that's what I am. Yeah. I don't feel any connection to it. You are. You if are I felt the connection to it, I'd worried that the connection would be broke. Seriously. If I felt I was connected to it, I'd be worried that the connection could be broke. But if you are that, then that worry doesn't have any <coughs> weight. Yes. That's what I love about the absolute of the backdoor way, in a sense, where it's not that I'm, I've, I've become something, yeah. I'm just not what I thought. It's just much easier. Yeah. It's much quicker, and it doesn't take any time. You see? Just like to recognize something's not happening doesn't take any time. The timeless, if, if something occurs in your day that has a timeless feeling, that's a pretty good uh, calling card. I'd go with that, yeah? One of the basic uh, demonstrations of this for me has been the timelessness of the solution, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not structured in time, so it's always available at all times. It's not of time, so it doesn't take a lot of time for a huge amount of download to occur. It can happen in a split nanosecond because it's not about the bigger the file, the longer it takes to download. It has nothing to do with time. It just downloads, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah. I, I read a really good description of timeless, a way to express the fact that there is no time, um, where you imagine a like one of those blocks with a peg that you put pieces of paper on and so time is is, uh, vertical not horizontal and every possibility exists on that peg as a a piece of paper every possible choice that you could make exists so 
kind of ties to what you're saying. You can just pull one out of there instantly, anytime. Hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You can see that in, when if if you're not in self-centeredness, yeah, as the basic state, the mind's bigger than that, so you can get a lot of information about other people. You can get information like you you know the the typical ones is you know the person's name comes up before the phone rings and it's them and stuff like that. You start accessing uh, different levels of information because you're not your antenna isn't just keyed into one station, K Paul, you know? It's more like a dish now, not like a pole. And so it's picking up a lot more information. Yes. Yeah, more possibilities, more yeah. Yeah. And you can hold it. It's this this one download shit. It's sort of like putting a marathon runner in a closet. Your mind can entertain unbelievable stuff. To be to be to be enslaved to having to entertain how long my shoelaces are for hours or how does my nose look, you know, for hours or are my pants too short or you know what I mean? For hours on hours. It's like a marathon man in a closet, you know. You wanna re- you want to open the door, let it out. How about imagining the infinite space of clear, clear mind? Oh, that's an yeah, that gets me going. Yeah, that's a good workout. Yes, that's a challenge I never get bored of. Yes, how about looking into infinity? You ever going to get bored like that? You ever see when you were a kid and you look, you would have that wonder and awe? Well, infinity tends to entice that, you know. Or when you notice the choreography events where things happen that are so coincidental you, and you sense the choreography of the whole place, you know, how everything is like a huge dance going on and, and just the mind that could entertain that is just mind-boggling, that could sort of participate in that. You get these little hits that just uh, produce a wonder and awe. Yeah? You get revitalized. Like when you were a kid. You know, when you were a kid, like it was, uh, we had the baby, Rob's baby. So let's say if you went boo to that baby, you could do it 30 times and it would have the same, oh, like it was new every time. Or you go to the beach and you have a Labrador and you throw the ball. You're going to be throwing the ball all day. It's never going to get tired of chasing that freaking ball. And every time it's tear, where it's the same. Us, you know, we do something twice. I'm fucking bored. You know. I, I know that. I know that. I've been loved before. Fuck it. So, you know, sure. You know what I mean? But a kid, oh, ah, you know, what happened? What happened? You know, what happened to the mind that it got so arthritic in a way that it's so afraid of breaking or being wrong? It just stays so rigid. Yeah. To me, that's not worth living. It really wasn't. That's why I just shot dope, and I didn't care if I overdosed. I really didn't at the end. I was doing monster shots, and I was hoping I wasn't going to come back. You know? I really was. I'm just like... That's what happens with self-centeredness. In alcoholism, <coughs> in my own... That's why I talk about alcoholism, because that's a, a, a set of mind that I'm very familiar with. For many years. What it does in alcoholism... And I would imagine most self-centeredness is it runs advertising, yes, and it leads you to a point of becoming convinced, and the surrender to selfing, just like they say, surrender to the spirit. The surrender to selfing is a yell of fuck it. Yeah? 
you just get a point of fuck it. And then as soon as you say fuck it and you're defeated by the barrage of advertising, it's, it sends in its solutions. All right, let's get on with it. Let's get loaded. Let's, let's have that sex with your, my best friend's girlfriend. Let's, you know, you know, let's quit that job and I have no other job and I don't have any money to pay around. Fuck them. You know what I mean? But you hit fuck it. And it's, a sur- it's like a surrender, but not to a higher power, but a surrender to a power. And what happens is, it's sort of like it was a jockey and you were the horse, and now it's been talking and you've had that jockey on you, and it wasn't a nice ride. So you're afraid when you see that jockey, but it talks to you in a very consoling voice. Don't worry, it'll be different this time. And it starts doing your hair. Oh, you're so much better than them. Fuck them, whatever. And it's like, oh, she's out to get you. Yeah, 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 whatever. And then, and then suddenly it puts its leg over you, and you're like, whoa, but it's on you. As soon as it's on you, it's not trying to convince you anymore. It's living as you. It's using you for transportation. Yeah, and there's no debate if I should go to the 7-Eleven and buy that vodka. You're at the 7-Eleven buying the vodka. It's fucking over. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're possessed. This is what's happening. And there's no, no human power that's going to stop that possession. But a power greater than self, in other words, a modality of mind that's greater than that modality, will put that modality in its place. Yeah? You're not going to convince... That modality is very parasitic. You're not going to convince the snake not to bite you. It's not going to work. You're not going to convince that the leopard or the, the, the uh, leopard to give up its spots. It ain't going to do it. Or the jaguar, whatever. Yeah? But you're going to have an immunity to it because now you're going to be connected to a power greater than it. Yeah? So you'll have immunity to its advertisement. You'll have an immunity and you'll never get close to the fuck it. Yeah? And in a sense, day to day, it will look as if the problem doesn't exist for you anymore because it won't have any power over you. Yes? And the power it had over you was yours that was given over to it through identification. Now we're not buying that, so the power is staying here, yeah, and not being given over to it. Once it gets the power, it plays God with it, yeah. But if it doesn't get, if it's not given the power, it can't play God. All it is is empty advertising, yeah. It can't make you do anything. You have to realize alcoholism does not pick up the drink. It doesn't have an arm. It gets its fuel through you, yeah. It has to convince this to pick up a drink against all evidence contrary to the wisdom of that. That's what it does. As soon as it has your compliance and you drink, it's like the genie's out of the bottle. Now it's over. Yeah? It can't shoot up. It needs you to take the drug and say, yeah, this sounds like a good idea and put it in there. After it hasn't been a good idea 5,000 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually, at that point, it had to be brought about by a fuck it. Yeah? You had to get to a point of fuck it, surrender, and then, all right, let's fucking shoot up. Yes, this is what happens. It's happening on big scales like in AA alcoholism, and it's happening in daily life with everybody. Yeah? The selfing is constantly the salesman at the door. If it ain't the front door, it's the side door. If it ain't the side door, it's the skylight. If it ain't the, it's the cellar. It's always knocking. Hey, you know, you're a loser. Hey, they have more than you. Hey, whatever. Yeah? And all it's asking for is your attention. That's what it wants. 
Once it gets the attention, it runs away with it. It doesn't need you anymore. It's got the attention. <laughs> and that's its fuel. Yeah. Is there ever a point when people talk, somebody talk about being enlightened? That hmm? when some, some <coughs> teachers talk about being enlightened or stuff like that, they're not sure what that means. Or do they? Does that drop away? The knocking never drop away? Do you think truly in their lives as well? Or? I have no idea. The ones I've hung out with, I don't know. I just had dinner with some of them. Yeah. Whatever they were, but they were teachers, you know. I was at a big roundup of teachers. Was that a fantasy? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. You know, some of them I didn't really like that much. So. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. The way you describe like traveling lighter, I can really get. I just stick with traveling lighter. Yeah, the enlightenment thing, you know. I read these things about Tibetan monks that go into a the tent and all that's left is their nails and their hair. They turn into light. Yeah. Now I don't never. I never met anyone that that happened to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can actually, they go so far that their light, their body turns into light. All that's left is hair and nails, fingernails and stuff. They, you know, the monks come back in seven days and they're disappeared. Yeah? Far out. I mean, I, mean, like I would see, I would think I'd have to do quite a lot to, pr- to produce that kind of state. I'd rather just travel lighter today and like the Yankees or the Blue Jays or you know, eat some food or surf or do things like that. I just want to travel. I don't, I'm not really looking for, to get up on the top of the mountain. You know, I'm happy on this side of it. It's fine. I just want to stop traveling. I just don't want to carry heavy pails all day. I just, I'm going, I'm traveling. You know, I know that. And I just want to see what bags can be put down. (laughs) Because I'm tired of traveling with all this weight. And so the bang I found, which was the big one, was the identification as a self. So I started entertaining that. So first I would put it down, but I'd always look back and go. And as soon as it went, I'd go back and get it and claim it again. But one top point, I walked away, and I didn't. And like, you know, whose bag is this? I just didn't say anything. <laughs> whose big bag is this? <laughs> and I just left it at the station. I don't know what the fuck's happened to it, but I don't care. Because I've been traveling a lot later. That's really, that's the point for me. Enlightenment and this and that. I went to a talk, man. I went to a talk once. I had a doer. Hopefully no one's going to listen to this. I can get, I'm pretty sure no one will listen to it anyway. <laughs> but I went to a talk and uh, uh, these people were talking about being awake and the assumption was you're not, you know. And, uh, and it was a real thing and it was like a bite of hell, you know. Advaita non-duality hell. I was sitting there. I just couldn't wait to fucking leave. But I was, I was consigned to be there to speak down the road. You know, and I said, "This is fuck." My friend looked at me and says, fuck, "Let's go outside." I went outside. Says, "Man, that's like Advaita hell." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't give a shit about that awakening or enlightenment. Let's just travel later. Yeah, see what works. I think you're inherently awake, and that power is so strong that you can act as if you're not. I really do. So when the knocking's happening and you can feel you're being pulled in that direction, how do you cut it? Well, you don't need to cut it. Just if you're feeling like you're being pulled in that direction, what seems to keep you stabilized? Why not honor that more than what's pulling you? Yeah? That's faith mind. In other words, if I'm being pulled, where am I being pulled from? Yeah? Let's say if the knock on the door is asking me, to, where am I being pulled from? 
I think this is the stronger pull where I am. And I think that's my belief and knowing of that is the faith I have in mind so it, it gives me immunity to all the pulling. Yeah? Hmm. One so on, was that something that was strengthened as maybe the release became um, easier? Like yes, it was strengthened by entertaining it. Yeah. Okay. And honoring it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm serious. The head, the, the head, my type of head, if a miracle, when I was out there, if a miracle happened at 9.30, I had forgotten about it by, by 10.30. But I have a resentment that I've been entertaining for 35 years. You know? Mm-hmm. My mind's my mind's bent was uh, not to recognize miracles, yeah? Over time, through gratitude and other things, I honor, really what I honor all day is what's absent in my life. <laughs> Seriously. I am so fucking happy a lot of stuff is in here right now. I'm so happy. This thing that was playing, I was intently listening to it. I took it as a drama. It was serious. It was so fucking painful. Now it's like a comedy central playing in another room. It's hilarious to me. It's hilarious what this thing comes up with. It really is. And uh, so the difference is is just where I'm hearing it from, you know? Mm. It's not what I'm hearing that makes the difference. It's where I'm hearing it from. So if I'm, in a sense, I hear it now, but I'm not listening to it. Before, I was intently listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. So why not honor the place you think you're being pulled from? When you realize you can't be pulled from anywhere, everywhere, then you realize the whole feeling of being pulled from is a joke. It's just a, it's another one of those impossibilities that are made possible by the selfing. Yeah? My mind works good with absolutes. That's what happened with me. I got convinced, thoroughly convinced. It's like a done deal. My mind... It's like that thing I shared yesterday, you weren't here, about my lovely gray shirt and red pants that I thought I looked really cool on. Yeah. When I was shown that they were magenta and pink, I never saw them to be red and gray gray again. They were magenta and pink. That's all I needed. So when I needed one, someone to say, hey, you know, Paul, that shirt's pink. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And that was it. I never went back in and is that shirt pink? Oh, it was gray. It was pink. It never had been gray. That's what it's like. There'll be a point where the mind has the ability to be convinced and it will be done. Yes? So all the sense of being moved from, to and fro. It's like the identification as the bobbing ball in the water. So we get moved by this wave. Of course, we're thinking we're the one who did it, but a wave moved us. And then we get closer to the big wave. We want to be closer, and we think we did something to get there, but another wave moved us there, yes? So we're not that. We're not the bobbing ball that's moving back and forth, close and farther, high and low. We're the space that's happening, that's happening in. We're the unmoving space, yeah? If you can entertain that possibility, and for me it coincided with entertaining what I wasn't, that's what the absolutes of what I am became dominant in, in, in the way I travel. That's what's worked for me. I really truly believe there are a lot of impossibilities that we've been taking to be possibilities. That's why we're trying to get into a moment we can't be out of. That's an impossibility to be out of this moment. So why try so hard to be in? 
So any form that you seem to be in this moment, that's being in the moment. Even if you don't think it is, it is. Yeah? So, yes. Um, I just wanted to talk about what's not happening within relationships. So... (laughs) 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 So it's... uh, (laughs) She's not here, you're okay. <laughs> this is just an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you're on the streetcar, let's say, and there's a person that's got mental emotional problems, and they're saying, "Yeah, sky's falling," and da da da, and they're going on, then you can just kind of get off the streetcar and ignore it. But let's say you're in relationship, and as you said earlier, that you can easily identify what's not happening in another person. That's not happening. Sometimes it's harder to see you talking about this. So how do you handle that? If let's say not someone that comes to um, the gatherings here because it's easy, it's like that's not happening, and everyone's like, oh yeah, that's not happening, and they accept it. But when you're in that relationship, like tire hits the road, and you're with your partner, and they're going off on something that's not happening. Well, like, in that how sense, do you hold that? For me, in that sense, I hopefully love will override all. Yeah, my girlfriend has her little weeks and you know just hold the space so you just, you know so, I mean? so you, just you have a sense well, that's not happening well, my know girlfriend can't navigate at all yeah. she can't navigate she drives but every time she leaves I can't believe she made it home seriously I just how, how did she do it because when she's with me she can't drive she can't navigate yes she's she uh, stuff like that that's just part of her so just hold the space for her. We have fun about it. It's hilarious to me. Because I'm really, really surprised that I, she, when she gets home and she calls me, I'm like surprised to hear from her. So I thought, how could she make it home? <laughs> it doesn't seem like she could get from one... Like, I'll sit at a cafe and I'll, she'll go in to get something. I'll be parked right outside. She'll come outside, look at the car see it but go the other way and every time when she's confronted with a choice when it comes to geography she always goes the opposite way and I watch her and sometimes I'm going to let her go for a while and then no no I beep the horn hey Deb come out you know but she just she does it was like she looks comes out looks right at me but it's, she thought it was supposed like we were going to be in her car but we were in mine so she didn't ring and she's like Deb Deb you know I mean some point of view that could really infuriate a person. But I find, you know, I just fuck it. What are you going to do? You know? Yeah, that's kind of quirks of a, that's like kind of quirks of... Oh, so something that someone does that bothers you. Oh. Uh, yes, obviously. But, oh, with, but, but... I don't want this to go into therapy. But I will get therapize you, brother. <laughs> I will therapize you. It's a very practical <laughs> question So they're going off on something that's obviously not happening. <laughs> like yes. multiple things. And you take it upon yourself to say something. Well, I'm like, should I say something? Should I just recognize it? Like, I'm in this dilemma. Saying something doesn't work well, most then, times. Yeah. And, but, like, at some point you realize, you start to realize yourself, okay, that's not happening in my life. I, you watch your mind and so forth. And so you start to identify it quicker. And then you have another person that's talking to you that's doing that same thing, but now it's like you can't tell their mind to shut off. You can't 
have awareness for them, right? So why do you feel it's the right thing to do? I try different things, you know. I, well, which one seems to work the best? I can't say I have a solution to it. doesn't mean a solution, just something that's workable. I just kind of do whatever in the moment, you know. Sometimes it has different reactions, so... I'm telling you one thing, like, always saying that it's not happening is not useful. Sometimes saying it's not happening is useful to create awareness yeah, yeah. for the person. You can say it's not happening, that's Sometimes. good. But if you're so, always saying not happening, it doesn't yeah. work. Well, it matters, see, it's how it's, the, this, what it's delivered in. If there's anger, it's delivered in. That's the primary language. In other words, between a person, two people, and in, like, intimacy, there's an energetic bonding pattern. That's the primary language, Yeah. yeah. When you're speaking about something and some of that's being expressed, that's what's getting through. Irritability, so annoyance. You're not, she's not going to hear stuff from you, probably. Like, Deb will come back to me and say, I heard this wonderful thing, and it was actually a quote, quote-unquote, of mine that someone else was using at a meeting, but she would never hear it from me. But when she hears someone else say something, I said, oh, it was unbelievable what this guy said. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, far out, you know. But she's not going to get it in that thing from me. That's not our energetic bonding pattern. We feed each other another way. Yeah? You've got to see, the, even though it seems to be the least thing you notice, it's the most, um, most uh, influential thing is the energy. So the energy. So sometimes what the person is asking for, you may not be able to decipher. Maybe just hold the fucking space. Yeah? I mean, they, they have a hard enough being who they seem to be. Why not let them be who they seem to be in your realm? Yeah? Because that's sometimes what's, what's really being asked is permission. Because a lot of people are shut down. Their, their mind is played judge, yeah, jury, you know, warden. And they're on their own hook. And sometimes with a loving relationship, they can be allowed to come off that hook and see that it's okay yeah. to be off that hook, yeah? Because they can't get it from themselves yet. So, Yeah, but like when, as you were talking, it kind of came to me. I probably would, if I was trying to help them, I would probably hold the space. If I was trying to end my pain and suffering, I would probably say something. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you're mostly, you can see it's mostly for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, absolutely. I'm like, Because uh, a lot of it isn't bothering them. No. <laughs> You're the one that's bothered. Yeah, annoyed. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, you just yeah, it. so okay. ask who it is that's bothered. Who is it? Who is it that wants to set the record straight? You know? I I asked a Zen teacher once this question. It kind of relates. Is that you talked touched on it a little bit earlier about letting people hit rock bottom? So. My nature would be to kind of save people. That would be my nature. Yes. To try to save people. And so I asked them, knowing that my greatest suffering or pain has been my greatest lessons and been the most helpful for me. So initially when you would see a person suffering, you'd be like, because you're suffering, you would, you know, it hurts you so you don't want them to hurt. And so I said, well, how do you know when to step in and when not to? And part of it's just this gut reaction but he said if you're doing it he said if you're doing it to end your own suffering then don't do it if you're doing it to help them end their suffering or lessen their suffering then do it that was his yeah sort of I don't even have any of that by the way I've just learned I guess from Miss Hit and Miss 
with AA, but I just get a sense because I've worked with a lot of people in recovery and some people, I'm not saying it's not good to help people keep them from their bottom. I'm saying some people. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because sometimes they're hell-bent, you know, something and let it go. And it's it's the best teacher out there. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I lost a lot of respect for people who kept enabling me. You know, who kept giving, kept appeasing me. When I throw my tantrum, they give me what I wanted. You know, I kept them hostage in a way. I kept extorting them in a lot of levels. And when they would keep giving in, I lost a lot of respect for them. Because I had already lost all the respect for me. I felt like it would, you know, someone should have just put their foot up my ass, you know. You know what I mean? And then finally they did. And that's what, you know, it helped me a lot but so I was when I look at others I can read sometimes the same situation and you know it would it, what worked for me is when people said fuck you Paul you know like my sister I called her up from prison from jail and wanted her to bail me out and she said no and uh, and I was in, you know and I was really pissed about that but that pretty that helped me because it let the play proceed to the final chapter Instead of having it, you know, called off and then start to <coughs> play again, you know, it played out, and then I finally could come off the stage. You know, the show was over; I could surrender and give up. But I had to go through a big ass kicking, you know, a huge one. <coughs> and I see it when I read people in AA. Sometimes people see me, and they have this little pearl that they built an oyster, like a oyster, around a hard shell that they're going to go out. Yeah. So while I'm talking about sobriety and stuff like that, they're just sitting there and I can sense they're going, yeah, I can't wait for this guy to shut up because I'm just going to go. And I said, well, why don't you just go now? You know? If you prize that possibility that you can get loaded again, go ahead. You know, spend that treasure and see what happens. It's much better than listen to me. And I'm not going to talk to you anymore because it's fucking bullshit. So go ahead. See you. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. It's not a cookie cutter thing. You just sense it in the moment. Yeah, it's like Jesus said, "Don't throw pearl before swine." You know, it's pointless to be sharing something that the person doesn't want to hear, or they're already hearing something while you're talking. Fucking let them have it. You know, who am I to stop them from having that? You know, so yeah. So it's a, it's not, there's no, I don't believe there's any form in any of this or any rigidity, rigidity of what you can do. It has all the feel of what's happening, you know, and then wisdom comes in and then a, a dance gets set and you dance a certain way with a certain situation. And after a while, this dances went, go well for quite a while, you have faith in that choreographer, you know, you have faith in it. And so you don't even, question, is this something I know or not, or am I being helpful or not? I don't look into my intentions much, really. Just follow the gut and see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's more of a paring down and becoming economized. You'll, You'll be amazed at what can drop off you. Like levels of stuff that you didn't even know were there. You know them when they drop off. Yeah, you know them by their absence. 
Same thing with selfing. You truly know selfing by its absence. When it loses its major influence, then you get to see it. One part of its major influence is you, you don't see it. It blinds you. Yeah? That's the whole point. It's sort of like an octopus with the ink. You're living in that ink all day. Because the parasite has you. It's when you get relieved of it, you can see the octopus. You can see it. You can see the tentacles. You can now you can sense the marks on your face from the tentacles, and mm. yeah. And now you know the beast, which I find changes the beast. When you see it, it changes it. That's like it says in physics that you and I, in every experiment, uh, the observer is the biggest influence of the experiment. So when you see the parasite, it ain't the parasite in a sense anymore. Yeah. A new meaning is given to it by the mind. When you're seeing from it, you don't know it. <coughs> so, hey, I think we'll end, right? We'll end for a little while. Eat? Yeah. Yes, have we reached the time quota? Yeah, we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're there. <laughs> you want to stare at us for a bit?